Hey everybody, this is Terrell, back again on the Always Relevant Podcast. We have made it to episode 12, and we're excited to have DJ Weeby back on the show. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, what he's doing now for work, um, the NBA program he's involved with, and ones that I'm looking into uh, applying to, and then also the college football playoff. Um, I'll also be discussing um, where I am as far as my Star Wars journey, and the movies I'm watching for that, and then also what the final decision was for Christmas dinner coming up with the family. So looking forward to it. Glad everybody's on and hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, it's Terrell. I'm back again. And this is episode 12, the always relevant podcast. Um, having a good day today. I'm sorry. My voice is kind of leaving me again for whatever reason it comes and goes. Um, but hopefully if things can work out, I look forward to trying to have a couple friends on the podcast today, Dane DeMeo and, and we're having DJ Weeby back on the podcast. So we're going to discuss a few things, looking to discuss the, the college football playoff and the Heisman Trophy winner and a few other things. We'll just kind of roll with it and see how it goes. So, uh, excited about that. Excited to have him on. And uh, looking forward to the show today. But before we get to that, because right now it is about 5.30 in the morning, I'm in my basement and my the thermostat in the house, the heat is on, but it's set to 67 degrees in the house. That means in the basement, it's probably legit, I'll say 60. And so I'm down here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm down here. With sweats, a hoodie, and a beanie on because it's chilly. If I had gloves with me, I'd be wearing gloves too because it's cold. But it's all good. This is the best place for me to record so I don't wake anybody up. So I was going to try to record on Friday. It didn't happen. So I'm recording Saturday morning. It it just might be the regular thing. I don't know yet. I don't really mind it. Um, Work's been busy. Life's been busy. It's just how it goes down. Plus, I want to record with my dudes if possible. And that's not going to happen till about nine o'clock this morning. So assume that everything works with the app that I'm using to run this podcast. So hopefully it does. And um, hopefully everything will be good. If not, I'm recording the rest of it and I'll just fill in some segments later on. So uh, let's get into it. Well, no, let's not get into it. I wasn't talking about my sports weekend, but I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit and ask myself, you know, I'm going to ask these guys later. I might not ask them later, but how are you and how are you really? And how am I? You know, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Got a got my end of year bonus, so that's cool. Um, got a little extra cash I'll talk about later on. That's good. Um, so um, that mindset is coming along. Um, I just have to finish my Christmas shopping. So, but I landed most of that already for everybody. I just have to get stuff for her. And... I think that's really it. I don't know. I'm probably forgetting somebody, and that's fine. Um, how am I really? I don't know. I'm all right, but my back is killing me. My neck is killing me. I'm getting old. That's just what it is. I slept on it wrong the other night, and had, my neck and back haven't been right since. So what I need to do is take myself and give myself my own Christmas present and take myself to get a massage. That's what I'm due for. A 90-minute massage. That'd be good. It helped the back. Help me feel better. I probably should go see a chiropractor too, to be honest with you. But I haven't done that yet. 
But um, I don't know. I'm doing all right. Just a little bit of pain. But it'll go away at some point. It always does. But let's get into it. Let's talk about my sports weekend. Um, let's go just to run down. What's Carol men's basketball, boys basketball? Um, they're 4-1 right now. So it seems they're playing pretty well. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of kids there that are leading the league in different stats or in the top percentage of it. And it looks like they're holding it down. So I'm kind of glad they're doing what they're doing. Um, hopefully they're changing the mentality of their sports, of the of the, the mainstream sports there. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I mentioned it. I'm going to keep, keep watching them throughout the season. So, um Hanover College. Haven't talked about talked about them much, really, but probably mentioned the basketball team that I think they're two time defending conference champions, been the tournament and everything. This year they're six and two so far. I don't know how well that's gonna work out for them. Um I don't know if they have as good of a season. We'll see. Um I'm interested to see how it all shakes out. So like I said I'll I'll keep track of them, see what's good, see what's going on. Um Michigan I don't know if I said this last week. I can't remember if I did or not. But I think they're going to be in the Citrus Bowl. And they're playing Alabama. Which I don't know if it's really going to be like the real Alabama team. They're probably have a bunch of guys sitting out. Because a lot of their guys are NFL prospects. And they don't want to get hurt. And they're not playing for national championship. And they're not in the playoffs. So I really can't see at this point why they will put themselves on the line to go out and play. And that may be a conversation as well to see you know, later on talking about more and more college kids that are NFL prospects are sitting out their bowl games. So I get it. They're thinking about it like a business and they don't want to get hurt and lose a lot of money because if they get hurt before the draft, their stock will tumble. And that's the business. That's how it is. And they're not trying to do anything to cause any kind of hindrance to them maximizing their value. And so, you know, they they have their own they are their own business enterprise. So if they want to go out there and play for the team, that's great. But if they say, you know what, it's probably best that I don't because I don't really owe anything to you anymore. I've put my body on the line. I basically have been an employee for you for however many years. You know what? I ain't think about getting ready for the next level. I gotta think about it and go. Now there's gonna be those people out there that say, Well, they're on full scholarship and blah blah blah. Well, yes they are. They're on full scholarship to come out there and win their team championships and make money for the program. That's what they're there to do. But at some point, they got to think about themselves, too. And, um, you know, the bowl game kind of can be a hindrance to what their potential draft stock could be. So that's tough. It'll be a hard decision. Um, I don't know what I would do in that situation. If I ever was in that situation, I would think that I would play just because I have the love for the teammates. And, you know, you go through a lot with them. But then again, I think the teammates will understand if you had that kind of um, draft stock, they will understand why you would consider not playing, uh, especially if you're not playing for a national championship. So, um, I don't know. It's an interesting concept to think about. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how Michigan's going to do against Alabama because I don't know what Alabama team's going to be out there. I don't know what Michigan team's going to be out there. Um, I think Michigan's younger for sure. Um I just don't know how they can match up, to be honest with you. So, we will see what happens. Michigan could win, but I think it's not because Michigan's a better team. I think it would be because Alabama has a lot of the, would have a lot of their players not participating in the game. 
but that's just my point of view. So we'll see how it goes. Um, recruiting. It's his recruiting season. National signing day took place. Or I guess it's technically the 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 first signing period. I don't know what it really is right now. But um, as of right now, Michigan currently has the number nine ranked recruiting class in the country, which is solid. You know, it's good and everything. But, you know, they want to try to get to the next level. And Ohio State's number three. That's just what it is. They have to get back past Ohio State. They have to do better in Ohio State. And the top programs in recruiting, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. That's why they're usually in the playoffs. That's why they've been there the past however many years. And that's why this, those have been the dominant teams this decade. As my college coach, Coach Perry, used to always say, men, remember, it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And it's so true. You know, you got there and you can drop all the plays you want, but usually if you have straight athletes on the field and dudes that can play, that's gonna that's gonna win out. That's just what it is. That's how it's always been. And you know, the X and O's are going can only get you so far. So you just gotta have the players that can play. And some people have it, some people don't. It's just what it is. Um but we'll see how they can do and see if they can get a couple top recruits coming in so we can get some offensive linemen. I think I, I like their receivers. I don't mind their running backs. Um, I think they need some more athletic de- uh, defensive backs. Uh, I think the D-line is actually all right. Um, they probably need to get a few more guys, a little more stout in the middle of the defense. Um, but I like uh, their linebackers. The linebackers are solid. Um I mean, they just got to get a quarterback that's going to lead them. And I think they have a couple on the roster that's really good with McCaffrey and Milton, whichever way they decide to go. Um, I think McCaffrey's good. Um, he's tall. He's fast. He has a good arm. The ball jumps out of his hand. Um, I don't know. I just think he has he has the a little bit to him where he could be all right. But same thing for Milton. Milton has NFL arm. He has NFL size. You know, he's athletic. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes, see, you know, how the recruiting class pans out and see what they can do going forward. Hopefully their offensive line issues can be addressed. That's where they are lacking. That's where they need to pick it up. And um, we'll see what they do. As far as the Cincinnati Bengals, well, they lost to the Patriots and Dalton threw four picks in the second half. And, you know, is it on Dalton? is on the scheme because Stefan Gilmore had two interceptions and he said he knew what routes were coming because of the formation or whatever. So is that lack of coaching? You know, is that where were the Bengals too predictable? Do the Bengals have to run like a uh, an abbreviated offense because of all the injuries they've had? I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. We'll see. Either way, right now, the Bengals are in the lead for the number one pick in the draft. Which which more and more looks like it could be Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner. We'll get into that later on a little bit. Well, we don't have to. We'll figure it out. He did win it. He could be a good quarterback. He just I wouldn't just throw him out to the wolves right away if they if they did get him. So we'll talk about that another time though. But those are my thoughts on that. Um let's talk about my fantasy week, which I had a solid fantasy week. In FanDuel, I was first overall. 
Um, so got my quick $41 on that. I'm still in first place overall in the standings for the season, which is good. And, uh, you know, trying to bring down stretch, trying to bring it home and, um, see what it's all about. Now in the PPR league, I was in the championship game and I won 143.04 to 86.7. And that's good. I was happy. It means I got the win. It, like I said, it was just under two grand. It was actually more like seventeen fifty. Either way, been paid that money, made that paper, got the chip. What's up? Show, show some love to my team, the franchise, holding it down in fans football, making that paper. It's been a solid fans football year. And trying to see if we can keep that going going forward into the bowl mania pool that I'm in. So we'll see how it goes. Um, overall, Christian McCaffrey was my bell cow. He held it down every game. He averaged like 29.7 points per game, which is insane. But by far the best draft pick on my team. And I do some maneuvering through the season. <clears throat> and things ultimately just worked out. And I know everybody in my league was trying to tr throw trades at me for McCaffrey. I did not accept any of them. But I didn't think that the players I'll get back had the value. You know, one guy did try to trade me. He traded me some. He had it was good trade options where he had both Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and he had he was off me one of them previously, and you know some other solid players, basically four players. But it was centered around the quarterbacks and one of the main running backs on his team for McCaffrey, and I, I it crossed my mind to do it, but I could not justify leaving him with either Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey or Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey. Because if I did that, then everybody in the league would have been wrecked by this dude. Couldn't do that. But he said my team was too weak to win the championship. He said that my quarterback was subpar, my other running back was subpar, and I don't have enough pieces in place to win the championship. Well, guess what, bruh? Who got the dub? Who got the cash? This dude. And I'm holding it down. Y'all know if you listen to the podcast or not. Maybe some of your friends do. I won't call your name out in front of everybody. But if someone says something about it, you can listen to it and say, hey, guess what, dude? Got the dub with my subpar cast, my subpar team, and Chris McCaffrey carrying it to the ship. That's all I got. I'm not going to boast more about it. It is what it is. I'm glad I got that money. I'm glad I made that paper. And I'm glad I didn't make that trade. And I'm glad I won. It's just what it is. Um, Michigan basketball, 8-3 and three overall. Currently ranked number 14 in the country. This past week, they lost to Oregon in overtime. It was a good game. They had a chance to win. It just didn't work out. I think they're still figuring themselves out. Um, I like so far. I think Juwan Howard's getting a good recruiting class as well. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm interested to see where he can take it. and Because Coach Bielan's a good coach. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. And University of Dayton basketball, they are 9-1 and one overall. They're currently ranked number 13 in the country. Um, like I told you all last week, I took my son last Saturday to the game. He had a great time. If you have my Instagram or Facebook, you probably saw a few videos of us, a few pictures of us on there at the game, enjoying ourselves. And, you know, bought him, some, bought him a little bit of swag. And, uh, you know, he had fun. He had a good time, and he enjoys the atmosphere. And I enjoy taking him to the game. You know, I like seeing him smile. I like seeing him, you know, dance around, watch the game. And he's he's intense. He's into the game. And, you know, he loves seeing the players dunk and make shots. And, you know, he understands it. 
And, you know, that's exciting for me. I'm, I'm glad he's a sports junkie like me. He loves watching all sports all the time, and it's awesome to see. It's awesome to watch. I love it. I love working with him on it. I love teaching him the different sports, which, you know, he does. He plays by himself you know, a lot of times, and, you know, he's he's just getting better and better. You know, it's it's pretty cool to see. So pretty excited about it, and look forward to going to some other games with him. I definitely want to take him to a football game. Um, football is definitely a sport that he loves watching probably the most. Um, I want to take him to Michigan game. I want to take him to Bengals game. Um, I just want him to experience it. And hopefully not have a bunch of jackass fans around. But I know that kind of goes with the territory sometimes. But um, you know, I want him to go and have a good time and experience what it's like being in a football game in person. I not now. It's a little chilly to do that. So I'm going to have to wait till next season. But I'm going to get on that early and see if we can uh, get him to a couple games, college games, he, college games and NFL games. So it'll be cool. He went to high school game. He had a great time. Went to the Fairfield Hamilton football game. And he didn't feel well that day. And he wanted to go. He didn't want to leave the game. He liked watching it. He enjoyed it. And, you know, it's just funny seeing the excitement that he has when he's watching football. So, um, no, it was good to see. Had a good time. Uh, look forward to taking him to all these different sporting events. And, you know, we had fun. So, that's a sports weekend. That's what's up. Um, it wasn't terrible. It could always be better. Overall, I'm still happy I won that championship made that paper it's a good time i'm happy for it so there it is all right like i told you guys last week i had just started watching star wars i finished episodes one through three um, I know I had some friends reach out to me. One of them specifically um, said that I did not watch them in the right order. I need to watch episode five, episode six, and then go back to episodes one through four, and then go go back to episode seven after that. So I get it because it probably takes some of the um, suspense out of everything. I know there's a lot of suspense for episode five and episode six. That has a lot of questions that are answered in episodes one through three. I get it. I understand it. Um, I don't know. I decided to go ahead and just watch them chronologically. You can kind of see how everything happens and develops and everything like that. So I do get it though. I know I probably should have watched it the other way just so I could get more of an appreciation of all the Star Wars fans that are out there and how they became to tr- how they came to truly love the series and and all the different episodes and you know all the different characters and kind of what went into the suspense of hearing what they heard and knowing what they know which I feel what I know what it is but you know as far as a few different things but I'm still watching and seeing everything so I just started episode 5 Empire Strikes Back so I'm getting into that I'm not really going to do any spoilers. You know, it's almost like in the first three episodes, I, I am pulling for Anakin to to not fall victim to the Force. To, to, not to the Force, but to the dark side. Which I know is going to happen because you just, you know, that's how it's going to go down for Anakin. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting. He's been through a lot. He's been through you know, a lot of death in life in his life and everything. So it's just interesting to see how 
Yeah. He ended up becoming who he had become. And, you know, he, they always said, he, you know, he was emotional and being emotional is bad. Being angry is bad. And being hurt's bad. And they're seeing how, you know, seeing what happens. Darth Vader. So, I said, it's interesting. It's uh, obviously the movies, the original movies back from the 70s and 80s. Little quirky. Um, kind of. Well, kind of not. So, <coughs> I don't know. Like I said, I mentioned it to see how entire Empire Strike Back, Strikes Back goes. Um, I mean, there's lots of lots that's going to be learned uh, within it and uh, go from there. So, I will keep you all posted on that and let you know how it goes. And um, I guess keep you guys abreast of how my Star Wars journey is going and where it's taking me. If you guys want to give me some other pointers, give me some tips, hit me up on social media, um, Twitter, Franchise1122, Instagram, at Terrell Dwayne 11 or Facebook, Terrell Cummings, or you go to the Anchor app and you can leave a voicemail message on there. Just go to the app or go to Anchor to, my, to basically my page for Always Relevant Podcast, and then there's a link that says leave a voicemail message Click on the link, leave the message, and it'll be saved. And I'll go on there and listen to it. Might bring the question up on the show so everybody can hear it. And go from there and see what's good. So, but it'll be interesting to to see where these next episodes take me. So, that is that. I'm actually probably going to get off here for a second and keep watching. Because, like I said, the rest of the show hopefully will be uh, with my friends Dane and Dennis. Well, Dennis, a.k.a. DJ, um, assuming that the feature works on the app. So let's keep our fingers crossed because I think it would be super interesting to have these dudes on and uh, talk about a few things. I'm sure it will be funny and lots of, lots of laughs and um, you know, lots of good times. So we'll see what's good. in the saddle again i'm back i'm here terrible everybody we're back on the always relevant podcast and dj decided he wants to finally uh come on to the podcast be a dj i don't know if he's being a good dj he's trying to be a dj um yeah try to provide some intro music don't know how well it worked out but here it is what's up dude Good. I give myself a C minus. I mean, Aerosmith carried me to a C minus back in the saddle, considering I was being back. There, there was some meaning. Um, acoustics <laughs> D. All right, here we yeah, are. Yeah, there was there was struggling for sure. Yeah. Let me blame for that. Sure. On, blame that one on Apple. <laughs> See, I, I thought Apple was king. I thought they did no wrong. Yeah, well, it's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So, what's good, man? How's it going? Great. Great. Glad to be back speaking with you. And uh, life's good. I've been busy. Yeah. Yeah, I know you've been, you've been on a little bit of hiatus from the show for a little bit. So, 
Um, everybody, like I said, DJ's on. We're trying to get Dane on, but a few change of plans happened. So we're just going to be me and DJ for a little bit. So if Dane comes on later on, he comes on. If not, it was a come on another episode. But yeah, man, other things have been changing. What's been going on? Uh, master's still at the University of Dayton for business and uh, starting a new uh, position, new company. So always um, the fun times of starting with any new position, new company, learning, meeting, greeting, a lot of greeting new people. <laughs> right, right. And then seeing how everything's really going to play out once the, uh, you know, the first month goes away. All the glamour. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're still in that honeymoon phase right now, so it's all going to come crashing down here shortly. So It's all good. So far, it's been great. What have you doing there? Uh, so overseeing operations um, for well, we are a large special package company international uh, based out of Germany. Um, so we fulfill uh, our machines are in Amazon's uh, some of the largest companies you can think of GE many mm-hmm. things and we provide the supplies to go through those. So um, I make sure that those are from start to finish from mass massive supplies to job specific orders happens and I make sure that my team of people that are working at all shifts uh, accomplish that uh, in a safe organized operational manner uh, deal with sales and make sure we let those sales guys get what they need to help sell more I got you so you're doing a little bit of everything doing a little bit of everything I'm the utility player of business always have been Right, right. No, man, that's good. You know, I'm glad you got the opportunity. You know, exciting situation. You know, I'm sure it's a lot of work going on. And obviously, the hours you're working, hours you're putting in on it, showing that. But I'm sure it's going to be beneficial in the end. So, you know, good work on that, man. Well, when the half the people you answer to are in Germany, it's, uh, the, yeah, the hours are already off schedule. Right, right. <laughs> and you say, you say you're also still, you're, Doing grad school and everything like that. Yeah, you're, you're at University of Dayton, right? Doing the online. Yep. Program. Now that's yes, something I'm actually going the process right now of probably applying. I've been talking with someone about it, and I have been kind of delaying, holding off, trying to see if there's other schools I really want to try to go to. And I think I am going to still try to apply. To, I think the Syracuse online MBA program, uh, University of Dayton online MBA program. I was looking at Miami's. You know, they have like an mm-hmm. in-class program. Here at Voice of America and Westchester, but I think it's gonna be better off for me to be in an online course, be able to have that flexibility to do that from home, you know, especially with the family and work and all that. So, anybody thinking about it, uh, now that I've enrolled, I've never been on an online course. Uh, Trill and I graduating from Hanover College, that will, probably will never be an option there, and uh, right, it's just very personable there, but uh. You see the people in the course. You are in a classroom. Don't get me wrong, but you right. save the time, the money on gas, the just anything, traffic, weather, whatever you want to say. Rule it out. It's a lot uh, more of a relaxing. Let's concentrate on getting the job done, learning, working, performing, than sitting in a classroom and everything environment around that. It just rules it out. And I really right. enjoy that. Um, how, how long? Who knows how far it goes? How long is the program you're doing? I know they said there was an accelerated program that was like 
I don't know if it was a year. It might have been longer than that. It might have been like 16 months or something like that. So I'm in that accelerated program, and um, I uh, test wrote some essays, got out of a few classes to start, and um, I'm on pace for a year and a half. Before I started this new job, I was going for a year, but um, had to pull the reins back. Right, because I'm back in the saddle again, so that makes sense. Right. Now it all makes sense. Now we know why that was played. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full circle. Thanks very yeah. much for being the segue king on that one. So again, <laughs> if we need to, but no, nah, no, we're, we're blaming on Adel. Nobody likes that. But um, you know. yeah, it, that's also the great. You know, um, any master's program. Well, I, I can't say any, but the master's programs I were looking at. They 100%. This isn't uh, freshman and your bachelor's. This isn't high school where they got to rule people out. They got to see if you can make it. They got to take all these multiple choice tests. No. Uh, you have more than 10 years experience. You've proven that you are a pretty high functioning adult that has focused and succeeded at your business uh, area or whatever you're in. And they don't need to rule you out. They don't need to uh, make it more strenuous than it needs to be to say who can make it. It's your once you're in. So don't let everyone in. Um, right. it, it's more of a community than I've ever had in any type of schooling, where right. um, from the professors down, which is it's great. Just getting in and and allotting the time. Time is the hardest part of it. Right, right, and that's like I said. I know something I need to do. I know. Like I said, I haven't filled out the application yet. I've talked to a person before about it. We kind of gone back and forth a little bit. Um, at least at UD. I talked to someone else from Arizona State, but I just don't think that's going to work out because their program doesn't start till the fall, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the program is like 60 grand and it's an 18-month program. Or no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's, it's a 22-month program. And But you, they have it to where you, you fly out there for the initial orientation and then they have you in like a group or whatever and you stay with that group through all of your classes until you, know, you graduate. So you're, you know, you're with people and they try to pair you up or with a, with a kind of a, a diverse group or whatever, as far as uh, going, you know, through the program, which, you know, that's pretty cool. You can learn from each other because everybody has a little bit different skill set as far as doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But I did tell them, like, you know, when I was in college, I, I probably didn't put forth as much effort as what I probably should have. So my GPA is not going to, you know, show, you know, display what my skills really could be as far as doing that, but I do have, you know, about 15 years of work experience out there and mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, like, that's great, but you'll still have to take the GMAT. I know a lot of other programs will waive having to take the GMAT, you know, if you have quite a bit of work experience. So that's something where it's like, you know, the fact that I was in the fall and I had to take the GMAT, you know, which I mean, I'll take the GMAT. I don't mind doing that, but if I can go to a program where I don't have to take it, that's even better. And something less expensive than 60 grand. Yeah, uh, I honestly would not like now that I've gone through um, a lot of this being stuck with the same group in every class. I've I, I've been with different people in every class, depending on how I take it. Right. Um, some now I still email uh, after not even being in class with them. Um, just they align, uh, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Be friends down the line, uh, and then that's awesome. But one class the whole time it just seems too that's a lot of risk reward could go either way 
I right. just like having the control a little bit more in my court. Um, yeah. But that's that's unique, and I'm obviously not experiencing it. That I didn't hear that when I looked at Villanova, Notre Dame, and a few others. Right. But I'll right. tell you, we're both lucky minus our uh, GPA and our bachelor's. Uh, this isn't boasting. This is Hanover College was a, a challenging school academically. It's known for right. that. And the amount that we had to write in papers will transfer and help you so much in your master's. Like, yeah. I've heard people, you know, struggling like, oh, I got to get back in this 10 page paper. I'm like, this is a freshman at Hanover. I can rock this out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's true. Man. We, we could play. Yeah, I definitely remember knocking out like a 25 to 30 page paper in a night because I yeah. procrastinated with the last minute. I had to get it done. And then it's like, all right, here we go. Locked in and took care of it. But I don't plan on doing that too often. <laughs> right. These are so. structured, but it's uh, I encourage anybody thinking about it. Obviously, pick the right school. I might sound like a commercial. I'm not even going to say school. Just like you said, there's different experiences. It's finding the right fit and um, I'm glad I went University of Dayton, especially being, you know, Dayton area boy. Right. In the state. And I still have a year of NCAA from injuries. I'm just waiting for the head football coach to call. He wants a, oh, 30, he wants a 33-year-old washed up NCAA Division three athlete. I mean, I think I'm probably getting a starting position next year. Yeah. Yeah. What could you even play? Uh, kicker. Uh, I don't think uh, you're putting me in strike. Yeah, I'm not even good at kicking. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, mean uh, I probably could try to kick a full kickoff and be the best onside kicker. That's how it usually goes. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think you just hang him up, man. Uh, hang it's time to hang him up. NFL's not calling. UD's not calling. No, no, it's it's not happening, dude. Chalk it up. Chalk it up. Most NFL players go on strike and they have open tryouts. The so the replacements movie. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Okay, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so that's all right, though. Not man. Overall, you know that's that's good stuff. Like I said. I'll keep everybody posted on, on my NBA journey and what I am going to have to do. I am just going to – they did ask me to write an essay, so I will go ahead and do that at the University of Dayton. I, I am definitely applying there. Um, mm-hmm. I would be interested in the Miami program, but like I said, I think it's just going to be better for me to be a pure online student as far as doing that. Um, and I'm looking at Syracuse's online program as well. So we'll see what's up. I'll talk to some people, but I know if I want to try to get started in the spring, I need to hurry up and get my application in probably before the turn of the year. So. I'm going to be getting cracking on that ASAP. Awesome. That's a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, what's the today? What we're going to talk about? I was, I was really going to have you and Dane on. We're all just kind of BS about the college football playoff. What y'all think about everything? You guys think about the teams that they chose? Obviously, the top three teams are not a surprise with LSU, Clemson, or LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. And then they brought in Oklahoma. I didn't know they were definitely bringing Oklahoma. I figured they probably would. Um, mm-hmm. Utah had a chance to kind of go in there and, and take that spot, and they just couldn't show up against Oregon. You know, No, they couldn't. 
and they know it. They know they had a right. shot. That was that was that was theirs for the taking for sure. So well, there's one question. One team not in it, and that's Michigan. Just since you're here, we're talking about it. Just want to make yeah. Sure. I, I can't I can't say anything about it. Michigan, like I've talked about some previous podcasts. They you know they're a good team, but they're not an elite team right now. They got to figure out how to get over the hump. And I wonder how Ron Day is going to be at Ohio State with his recruiting because that's one thing Urban Meyer did. He was a mad recruiter. And he's still kind of over the program a little bit in his America status and everything. But he looks like he's getting interested in the NFL. He didn't like the Knicks, maybe uh, Dallas Cowboys coach or Washington Redskins coach. He's going sitting in boxes and everything watching games. So maybe he has the itch to coach in the NFL. Maybe. But they lost a great coach that's now at the University of Cincinnati who has the recruiting classes just growing. Like That's true. They're, he, they're he's right good. There. Yeah, he, he's good. And, you know, he, has, he hasn't believed in it. And one good thing for him, we're talking about Luke Fickle. Everybody doesn't know he's the head coach of Cincinnati. Um, he has homegrown talent right there in the area, which I think that's what's been helping University of Kentucky too. I think Coach Mike Stoops down there has been coming in and scooping kids out of Cincinnati. And, and getting them down to UK and an SEC program there, it's helping them out a little bit. So he took yeah, us. He got six Cincinnati boys uh, this year recruiting down at UK. Dude, oh yeah, I did have the the kid at running back. Um, that's from Fairfield. He's going to UK. He's really good. I forget his I forget his name. But I saw him play in person. He's solid for sure. So I mean that that's smart. That's what I would do. I'd be going. I'd be going to. Ohio to try to recruit kids come to UK and they come down and play in the SEC, you know, all the time. That's what I've been doing, trying to do for sure. And Michigan needs to come into Ohio and get more players than what they are right now. Right now, they're all going to Ohio State, it seems like. So, you know, it's tough. You know, it's, you can't try to be like Rich Rod and get those Florida kids to come up to Michigan to play because, I mean, it's cold in Michigan. They don't want to experience that. You know, they don't want to mess with that at all. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I know I'm kind of well off on tangent. I have my opinions about that. But Michigan's number nine this year in, in their recruiting class. Ohio State's number three. So, obviously, they're losing that battle right now, too. And they just need to close the gap one way or another. Yeah, they're losing that battle, and they're already starting behind. So, that's right. compounded, in my opinion. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and I'm not picking on you being a Michigan fan. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. No, I'm 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 with you on that. You know, there's, there's nothing you can – you can do about that right now. So, well, the one thing you can do, and there's always hope, is this is ranked on uh, kids, 18 year olds that have not stepped foot on NCAA field. Right. And who he- knows who the next great one is? And that sixth, ninth rank could right. have the the top That's ever. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like those those ranking systems are so fickle. Like you know, a lot of times these guys, I don't know. It's just so hard to tell. Depends. They could be a small time school, not ever played any kind of big time competition, or whatever. You know, a lot of them are raw, have no technique, and they don't learn technique. They're just straight athletes. Which you know, that's what you want. You want dudes that are athletes, but you also want dudes that can know how to play the position as well. So, like LSU's quarterback from Athens, Ohio. Yep. I mean, no, that. But he's he's also a coach's son too. But his dad was a assistant coach at Ohio University for years. And his brother played at Ohio University. His brother actually played with Muncie, with a guy we grew up with. Uh, he's actually mentioned some of that on Twitter. How right. Burrow's brother played there with him, and he saw a player and everything. Because we're discussing if um, the Bengals should draft Burrow next year, and I said I don't know because 
basically, I'm not sure if you want to do that to the offensive line. I think I'd rather than draft uh, Chase Young at DN. But I mean, obviously, Burrow is a difference maker. You know, he he elevated. He's elevated LSU's program. LSU has always had great athletes on offense and defense. He's never had a good quarterback, and he's come down there and he's turned them completely around. Like he's probably have a statue put up of him when it's all said and done down there. You know, him and Billy Cannon down there. You know, which is crazy to think about, but I mean, it's probably completely true. Like he's he's a legend down there now, and especially if he brings them national championship. It's even more going to add to the legend of Joe Burrow down in Louisiana. Absolutely. That's uh, yeah. And the Bengals, we uh, um, there's a lot missing on that team. There's a lot. <laughs> well, there, there are some injuries, but yeah, there's a lot. And so like they need to start over on defense, at, you know, with the defensive end and everything. You know, because Dumbass getting old. Um, Gino Atkins, he's getting old. They're coming at the end of their contracts, you know. They have Hubbard there. He's pretty good, but he's not Chase Young, you know. They, have, they need to work on that. They need to work on the linebackers. You know, losing Burfick's hurt them. And mm-hmm. I don't really love their secondary. They need, like, the the one top shutdown corner. But, I mean, Jackson's got better. He's all right. I'll get rid of Kirkpatrick and Denard. I don't like either of those guys. Or the W – what's his name? WB Lewis or WB Davis. I can't remember his name. I just know he always gets um, called for penalties. All the time, like it's terrible. He's always holding, or Kirkpatrick does too. He gets penalized. Kirkpatrick's soft. Yeah, well, it, I think at Alabama, all he did had all he had to do was play cover too. That's what he played mostly at Alabama, and yeah. the Bengals had to have him come in and try to play man to man defense. And that's just not his game. He's not like a lockdown corner like that. So he had to take uh, some LSU quarter cornerbacks with our quarterback because they have some pretty tough quarterback cornerbacks. Yeah. Yeah, they normally do. They normally mm-hmm. do. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they need to definitely work on a lot of things for the season. Hopefully next season when the offense lineman comes back, Jonah was a Jonah Williams from Alabama. Hopefully he can solidify the left tackle position. And you know, they had a couple of young guys at their offense line. Hopefully they can kind of solidify it. But I would keep I would keep Dalton in there one more year and let Burroughs sit if they draft him. Sit when sit and trade and recruit more oh, linemen. Yeah, right, right. They got they got to do something. I mean, skill position players are fine. Like, and I I would put the offense in in Joe Mixon's hands. I would completely use him like Ezekiel Elliott or Todd Gurley, whatever it is. I'd have his ball in his hand, the ball in his hand constantly. Absolutely, like the nineteen ninety Cowboys, just Emmett Smith. Run him over. Yeah, he's straight up. He's three down back. You know, he can he can run the ball. He can pass protect. He can catch the ball in the backfield. You know, he's one of those guys that gets better as the game goes on. I don't know why they haven't been giving the ball more in the first place and just let him try to get going, you know, especially with A.J. Green out. So, I mean, it's on next year franchising A.J. Green because they can't come together on a contract. So, my guess is the fact that every team that plays us says, ha, we're going to make you try to throw the ball because we're uh, straight up D linemen are going to shred through your O linemen. And we're going to watch that run because Mixon is a threat. But uh, you have AJ Green out. Quarterback can barely get through a three step drop before he has to get only to his first read or try to get to his second, third. Yeah. Try to throw the ball on us. We're not going to let you run on us. Get some right. O line. Start pounding on them, bring coverage up, buy a quarterback some time, get a quarterback that's 
younger, quicker can just throw it a mile. Well, then, and and I wouldn't get any quarterback. I wouldn't just get any quarterback though, because I personally think that there's a lot of quarterbacks on the college level that are ready for NFL. Like I think I think Burrow can step in. I think he can be a difference maker. Maybe Tua. Maybe I know. I know everybody's talking about the quarterback out there in Oregon. I think he's going to be a flop, or he's going to be a career backup. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Um, I don't know. For the Bengals, let's not take a risk on uh, could be average or below. Top of the line or Chase Young get defense. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more on board with Burrow now than what I was earlier in the season. Yeah, he has proven himself. He's been great every single game. You know, and he's he he's setting a record with like seventy seven point seven percent completion percentage, and he's throwing for like four five hundred yards. He has like fifty touchdown passes. So I mean, he's he's good. He's holding it down. So he he and gets he's it from Ohio. Yeah, uh, it helps he's from Ohio. It helps his dad's a coach. He's been around the game forever. He has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He has a little bit of moxie in him. You know, he has he has that that kind of it factor a little bit. So I think he could definitely do it. You know, I just don't want to happen to him what happened to Andrew Luck. When Andrew Luck came to the league, he got his, like, brains beat in every single game. And the year they finally got an offensive line for him and everything, he's too injured to play. He's like, I'm just going to walk away. Like, my body can't do it anymore. So. He's he also too smart. He's too smart for football. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, he, he went to Stanford for he a knows, He knows his body's dealing with. That's That's – not good for us football players. We we figured out like ten years after we're done playing, <laughs> we're like, yeah, that hurts. Right? Yeah. No, he's definitely playing playing it smart, playing a long game. As far as that, some point in time, whenever we have you back on the podcast, probably not today, uh, we're talk about like uh, concussions and playing because I on last week's podcast, someone, um, our intern at work, he asked me if I was going to, um let my son play football if I was worried about it. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll let him play football, but I'm not going to let him play full contact football until probably at least seventh grade and make sure he has the fundamentals down and everything like that. But, you know, talk about that. Talk about how, like, Canada College, our alum, you know, our, our alma mater, they sent all of the football players, uh, past football players and present, a survey as far as concussions they have to deal with and everything like that. Did you ever get a chance to take that? I haven't taken it yet, no, and uh, probably because they don't want my answer. Uh, well, because it's there's you, quite a track record of head injuries and concussions. Probably why I, nobody wants to listen to this podcast when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too many hits to the head. I got that, that an excuse. That might be true. <laughs> that might be true. So, but no, but it, like I said, that, that's something to talk about another time because I know what well, we all talk about, you know, concussions and. You know, the ones that are documented and the ones that aren't documented and the ones that you're supposed to play through that you're not supposed to talk about as concussions is just getting your bell rung, all that stuff. And that's just normal to us. It's been normal to us since we were little kids. You run, you hit somebody, you get your bell rung, you shake it off, you go back out there and play. That's just how it is. Right. You know, you're, well, you're with the always, yeah, always the, are you hurt or are you injured? Right. You know, even when it doesn't even come to that. Hurt or injured? I didn't know that was what now it's so criticized, but uh, just uh, part of the game. Right. It was a mentality that we grew up with as far as that. And we wanted to play. You didn't want to be off the field. You want to be out there playing. So, And uh, 
in turn, he asked me, he said, would I, if I had got a chance, would I get, go back and play again? I was like, yeah, I would. Because it's, it's like such a violent sport. I'm like, it is. But there's there's nothing else like it. You can't you can't really like repeat it though. And you can't play flag football. So, oh yeah, I'm playing flag football and nah. it's just like playing real football. Like it is not the same. Like if I were to play flag football, I'd be playing like at 85, 90%. I would not be going all out because you just can't. It's not the same <laughs> anyways. It's a hundred percent not the same. And uh, you get one shot at it. That's the one thing about that sport. You get one shot at it. I mean, you can start in third grade like I did and play through college and love every second of it and do it a million times over, no matter what you feel later in life, no matter what injuries, I still would do it. Uh, But you get one shot at it. Flag football is not like pickup basketball. It's not the same. For me – it was more strength and hitting was my not speed. So um, <laughs> it's like football is like, all right, this is all my weaknesses coming up full. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me bring it back to like, you know, I think about Caden playing my son, Caden, and, you know, he loves football. He loves watching football. He loves running through the house. I mean, he's scoring touchdowns. He loves throwing football with me and catching football. Like he's going to want to play football when he gets older. I already know he does. Well, he wants to play every sport out there anyway, but I already know he definitely wants to play football. So, you know, I just want to try to do what I can to, you know, prepare him the best he can so he can do everything safely and and go from there, you know. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. I know we're getting off track a little bit. Sorry, go ahead. What are you going to say? I know I've seen Caden for his age throw overhand spirals, which – was very impressive. So I'm thinking he's going to be fine because I've seen him throw at a young age and he's going to be the next Tom Brady and Tom Brady never gets hit. So he's good. That's true. I'm already, I'm already kind of I asked what position he wants to play. He said quarterback. So Perfect. it's already in his head. Right, you have the ball in your hand. Go out there, work hard, make plays. What you do? Now, if the Bengals draft him, he's going to get hit a lot at quarterback. Well, hopefully <laughs> by then they can – have somewhat of an offensive line. They have they have a few years to work on that. Like what? Fifteen. So <laughs> we'll see about awesome. that. So. But all right, swinging this back around to the college football playoff. Like all right, you have LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. So you have LSU playing Oklahoma, which I think that's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be even close. Like Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Oklahoma. Should have lost to Baylor at least once, you know, mm-hmm. probably twice. And I don't know. I just I'm not really impressed with him. Jalen Hurts is he's had a great season, you know. He he's he's definitely improved as a quarterback, but I think they definitely have deficiencies on their team to where, you know, they they're not gonna have to be LSU. You know, LSU's defense is not all that. Like I think it could be a high scoring game. But it could be, but they have the talent to score as many points as they want. Right, that's that's the problem. Oklahoma can't stop anybody. LSU can score points in bunches, you know, from different like, angles. So, like like the New Orleans Saints, yeah, they're, and they're actually really strong now. But you know, you get that out. You you can outscore them. Their defense could be average, but you better score a ton of points. Right, right. So that's me. The problem with Oklahoma, I think they're going to be put out. I think they. I think the spread on that is they are like. Uh, 16 and a half point underdogs, I think. 
or maybe, maybe it was 12 and a half point underdogs. I can't remember which one it was. Either way, it was a significant amount as far as that. Um, I just don't think it's going to be close. I think Joe Burrow's going to have a good game. And I think it's going to be LSU in the championship. Now, who's going to win between Ohio State and Clemson? I don't know. All right, I think it's going to be Ohio State. I always thought that you know, the Big Ten was probably was better than the ACC, top to bottom. I think Ohio State mm-hmm. ran the Big Ten overall. They look good, mostly. I mean, they got challenged by Penn State for a while. And mm-hmm. they got challenged by Wisconsin in the, in the Big Ten championship game for a little bit. Um, you know, they probably needed that test to wake them up a little bit. But I don't know. Like, Clemson's gotten better all season. But they also haven't played the same caliber of talent either. But they still have athletes. They're still good. They still have Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback. You know, I just don't know if it's really going to make a difference. Like, I think Ohio State's going to win. I think I think they actually have Clemson as, like, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Maybe it's just respect from them being defending national champs. I don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's tough, especially with Clemson's schedule. Like, the ACC just wasn't that good this year at all. Exactly. And uh... – Defending national champs understood. Uh, always get credit there, but it's uh, against school that you can't say they've never been there before. They're, this right. is their home, basically, like in Alabama, like the other names where it's expected the playoffs, it's expected more than that, and have it together. So um, you go deeper and think, well, maybe Ohio State didn't show their cards because they know they're going into that, and they know they can handle Wisconsin with an average game plan. I don't right. know. I'm not making excuses. But I know seeing them as much as I've watched them this year, that is one loaded across-the-board team. Yeah, there's a lot of NFL talent on that team, for sure. In 100%. different positions, it's right. not just the glamour positions. They're strong. Yeah, they're uh, strong. So, and usually, uh, they usually show it in the second half against teams. They come in, like, first half, they might be okay. In the second half, they just beat them up. Like, third quarter, they just completely dominate teams, and then they just separate themselves after that. So, I don't know. Coaching. Like, it, it is good coaching. I'll, I'll give them that. They're, they're coached well. You know, they're great athletes, they're great recruits, and they're coached well, and they play well. So, you know, I can't say anything about that right now. Even being a Michigan fan, you know, it sucks. But, you know – Overall, for the Big Ten, I'm all for it. I'm pro Big Ten. So, they can go in and, you know, have that matchup with LSU. It'll be interesting. Now, it will be interesting because LSU, I mean, they run the ball a little bit, but they're not throwing the ball all over the place. But Ohio State's DBs are a lot more going to NFL. So, I mean, we'll see how they stack up. I think LSU, I mean, they have to win the game, obviously, but they're that's – if it goes the way I would like it to go, Ohio State and LSU, the national championship, that's just an amazing cross-the-board game. Yeah, that's going to be awesome to watch. If, if, if it is those two teams, I mean, that's definitely a pretty cool pretty cool game to see. I'm looking forward to it for sure. So, Can't wait. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just hanging out, getting by, really watching football. Ready to hopefully win some a little bit of money off this bull mania, these picks. You know, I forgot mm. to pick the house or the Michigan Alabama game. So I went past it. I wasn't sure because I figure I talked about this earlier in the in the podcast. But Alabama's probably gonna sit a bunch of their players because they're not playing for national championship. They're not playing in the playoff. They have a bunch of NFL caliber talent. They're probably like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and make good this decision and sit out. So that's kind of the new thing in, in college bowls. Is like, hey, the good players that are gonna be like first round draft picks. 
they don't play in the game, which is smart. You know, otherwise they have what happened to him, what happened to like Willis McGahee. You know, luckily he took out an insurance policy on his knee before it got bit in half the opposite direction or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was a crazy one. Yeah. Will, Will, Will Allen got him pretty good on that. He's from Dayton. He went to Wayne. Nobody wants that hit. Nobody wants to take that hit. uh, That was brutal, but. Having yeah, had had Michigan tied in a couple years ago. Jake Butt, he tore his ACL in the bowl game. He could have sat yep. out, side to play, and he was supposed to be a first rounder, which he, his insurance policy, I think, covered that because he lost however many million dollars and he's supposed to be like a top 15 pick or something like that. And he dropped completely out of the first round. I think he got drafted like in the fifth or sixth round. So mm-hmm. that's five million dollars lost based on the injury. So, I mean, that's tough. You know, it is. And it's I like, you know, my opinion on all that sitting out's weird, but money is money, especially at that right. quantity. Right. At that quantity, and you treat yourself as a business and anything like that, you have to. But I understand if someone wants to play, because, like, you know, you're there for your teammates. You know, you guys mm-hmm. get there, everything together. So you're down to go out there and do whatever. And, but I'm sure the teammates will understand if you sat out. Now, if it was like a playoff game, that's championship game. They're probably playing oh, anybody's no. playing that for sure. But if it's just like a, you know, whatever, something dot combo, then it's like, yeah, sorry, dude. I'm going to go ahead and sit this one out. I'll come down and hang out and cheer by on. I might dress, but no, it's probably not happening. Well, that depends on how much the insurance policy pays out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everybody light, light me up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kidding. Kitty, I don't know. Uh, That's too do not en- do not encourage insurance fraud in sporting events. That's what that would be. <laughs> Just want to make that disclaimer. Well, I'm sure someone's done it before. Someone will do it again. Why? Why does he keep planting his leg and jumping every time someone hits him? Oh, he has like a ten million dollar insurance policy on his body. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. So, but I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, see how it works out. But um, other than that, I got nothing. I'm just hanging out, getting ready to do some Christmas shopping today. <laughs> yeah. So you're still the person that leaves to do that, but good luck with that. No, did most stuff online. Did a lot of stuff online. Elaine has been shopping since like October, so I really technically haven't had to do any of the Christmas shopping because she's handled it all. But I have to go get her gift for one, which I'm not ordering. I'm gonna go actually pick it up. Um, so. well, give her a high five for her job well done. Give her a high five. Well, I guess we don't know that until they get unwrapped. But I assume it's a job well done. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm sure it's pretty solid. She's pretty good about the gifts she buys. So awesome. Well, we need to uh, haze Dane. <laughs> she's walking. Show up. Hey, Elena's walked in the room and she's like, you know, gave me a look. Excuse me. Yes, we're talking about you on the podcast right now. And the fact all positive. Oh yeah, DJ said give her a high five. That's from DJ. You know I don't give high fives. And DJ said it's all positive, so it's all good. We're not talking bad about you at all. All the bad things are about Michigan. (laughs) She said she'll give us both high fives in the face. He's been talking nothing but good about you. I can high five him in the face. That and I'm elusive. Good luck. 
he did say he's elusive. He's a good luck. Like a like a mongoose. Like a mongoose. He has baby clicks. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, man. I won't keep you. Appreciate you coming back on. Hopefully we have you on one more time before you get back on your crazy busy schedule. Um love it. I will make time. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we we got the technical get difficulties figured out, so we can usually do the podcast anywhere now. So that's awesome. Um, I'll better I, intro music next time. Yeah, you have to work on that for sure. Because, I will. Yeah, that initial one, the struggle was real. All right. See you, man. All right. Later, man. All right. Is yours and mine's favorite segment, Relax and Take Notes. And as we were talking about last week, I was trying to decide what we were going to do for Christmas dinner. We are having family over for Christmas at our at our house. And um, we decided on Mexican. That's how we're going to do it. We're having a taco bar, hard tacos, soft tacos. We're having meat. We're having shredded chicken. Um, we'll have Mexican rice. Actually, no, we'll have yellow rice, not Mexican rice. Lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, pico de gallo. Um, sour cream, salsa. What else we're gonna have? We're gonna have tortilla shells, and we're gonna have a taco dip for sure. I don't know what other appetizers we're gonna have. We we'll have to figure that out. I don't know if we're gonna keep Mexican, or we're gonna do just a little something else. Um, I know my mom is bringing cheese ball for Christmas because Thanksgiving she had made cheese ball, and I didn't get any of it because my brother came in town and ate it all. So she says she's making a cheese ball. For me so nate that's for you you took the cheese ball that was messed up you did bring some down but it was like just a little bit just a little bit i don't know it was worth bringing down you probably could have eaten that it's all good though mom's making some more all right i plan on enjoying it for sure and um going from there and as far as desserts i'm not even sure i know elena i've talked her into making uh, some pumpkin rolls so that's gonna be good um, my mom said that they would be willing to bring down whatever we asked them to. So I'm not going to, she made a pound cake for Thanksgiving. So I won't ask her to do that for Christmas. May us have her see if she wants to make a, a no bake cheesecake. Super easy, really good, always tasty. So looking forward to that. And one thing I am debating on for this meal is do I just want to leave it as just a regular taco bar. Or I would do something a little bit crazy and not crazy, but maybe do enchiladas, chicken enchiladas. I don't know. Um, I've only made them like once or twice. Um, they're good. They're really good. I just don't know if I want to do it or not. But it gives the other, it gives, just gives another option besides just a regular taco bar. So we'll see how it goes. Those are my thoughts right now on that. That is what we have decided on. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. I don't know. I'm sure we'll have other odds and ends as far as desserts and appetizers. You know, we'll probably just have something good. If you guys have any suggestions, I am all ears on suggestions for appetizers. Because you have to have appetizers. You can't just do a taco bar. You can, but that's no fun. So, any suggestions for that, I'll be more than willing to hear it out and listen. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter at Franchise1122, on Instagram at Terrell Dwayne 11 and on Facebook, just under Terrell Cummins, 
find me, hit me up. Let me know your thoughts. Leave voicemails on the Anchor app. Um, go out to there to the Always Relevant podcast on the Anchor app or on Anchor. And you should be able to go to a uh, voicemail link. Click on that link. Say what you got to say. Keep it semi-clean, please. And uh, go from there. So that's today's episode. Um, like I said, there's a portion of it that I haven't recorded yet. Hopefully Dane and DJ. Hopefully we got on. Hopefully we're able to have them on and everything was technically working properly. So we can have some good conversation about a few things. Um, as always, I appreciate everybody out here listening each week. Um, hopefully we're getting better and better, but you know, it comes along, um, comes and goes. My voice comes and goes. It's all good. I have a good time doing it. I'm getting more comfortable doing it and, um, looking forward to the next one. So until then, enjoy your day. If I don't get to talk to you, I probably won't get to talk to you till at right after Christmas. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. Um, I'll talk to you for it's Happy New Year. Um, but yeah, that's it. Talk to y'all soon. See it.